Paddle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Good evening. Welcome back to Battle Ready. We are here. We are going to be studying in the Book of Chronicles. I think we're going to have a lot of fun tonight talking about different things. I'm not sure exactly where we're taking off to, but <clears throat> I am thankful for the book. I am thankful for the Word of God, and I'm thankful that we're here together to study it. So get your Bibles out. Join us. Get your pen and pencils. Uh, we've got you on Facebook, so you can send us messages if you have questions. I'm going to have my Facebook turned on so I can see those messages. So that'll take me away from you for just a second. But uh, go ahead and start. Lead us in, Laura. Where would you like for us to start? <clears throat> the end of chapter 9 is the genealogy of Saul. Mm -hmm. And it tells you about, you know, his lineage. Interesting that it would do that in a book that is focused on the kings of Israel that are not going to come from his line. Mm -hmm. But what that tells you is they could have. Uh -huh. And everybody matters. <laughs> <laughs> they could have come from his line. Um, they've, they've traced his genealogy just the same so that we can know what's going on. And I, I just want to start by saying, I know I've said this to you, but I don't know if I've said this on here. Sometimes the Bible really hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. And Saul's story always, since I was a little girl, hurts my feelings. Because? I always felt like... Um, I couldn't understand how harshly the Lord turned from Saul. Mm. Like seriously, I, I was taught the stories. I know what he did wrong. I know how he messed up. But like for him, to, when he actually loses the blessing of God and the anointing of God, mm -hmm. God tells him, I've chosen someone else to be king. Mm -hmm. When that happens, I can remember being a little girl in Vivian Endicott's class and having tears mm -hmm. because that broke my heart that he would take it away from that you would take Saul. it away and he would lose because immediately when he realizes the consequences that's the first time he sounds very earnest with God and he begs him you know mm -hmm. no 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 I, I don't want to but it's too late mm -hmm. and it's always hurt my feelings and I've always thought I wanted a better ending for Saul so in this book that's going to focus on David and on David's line and lead us up to the Messiah, and the Levites, there's a reason that chapter 10 is about Saul. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, I, like I said, if I, was, if I had been given the chance as a young woman, even as a young Christian, to change a part of the Bible, no, I don't want to change a part of the Bible. I know that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. Mm -hmm. But if I were allowed to change how a story ends, mm -hmm. I would pick Saul's. <clears throat> And change it. That's one that's always bothered me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I want redemption for Saul. Mm -hmm. I want Saul to get another chance. I want him to be forgiven. I, w I want that to end differently than it does. But there comes a line in the sand after Saul's many wrong decisions and, and neglect of God that his judgment comes. And that's what we have in the beginning for a very important reason. And I think what a mistake if human beings take out things they don't like and things that hurt their feelings because just today mm -hmm. studying it today for this lesson i got fresh insight on why the story of saul is the way it is you know what i mean god mm -hmm. is continually saying don't make it fit you you come and fit me right That's you true you come to me and and trust me and eventually I'll make and, it make and sense. And the truth of the matter is we do like for it to fit us. We, yes. If we can understand it, then we're good with it. But when it's the things that we don't understand or what you said we don't like that we tend to dismiss. Like that doesn't line up with what I think about what God's going to do with this man. But it does line up once you realize what God is trying to tell us and the warning he's trying to give mm -hmm. us in chapter 10. And 
remember and the first thing that I think about and I'm thinking not so much with the compassion that you're thinking with right I, I know what you're saying but I'm thinking of the promise that way back when it's going to come through Judah that's right it's that's going to right. be through Judah and you're not Judah you're Benjamin but and, other, and, and why you. does God do that because when it happens exactly as he says it happens once again we learn trust nothing but that's God's right. word because he said what was going to happen <coughs> but, but remember too the picking of Saul as king well that see has a lot to do with this too and let's let's talk about for just a minute we're not going to spend a lot of time on the, the day he becomes king no but when he becomes when he's king among the stuff he's just a tall i picture him from the way about just kind of awkward mm-hmm. gawky person he's not seeking attention at that time he's trying to hide mm-hmm. from the attention when god mm-hmm. chooses benjamin and he chooses his dad's company and he mm-hmm. chooses him he's hiding among things mm-hmm. he's stuff. been taking looking for donkeys and hiding among stuff mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he's just this kind of like unassuming but they shy person him. and i think but, i don't want wait. that guy to end up the way he ends but up don't forget he's right? a, he's a consequence of the nation because he they is. want him because he's tall. But he's, he's also chosen by God he and is, anointed, he is by, anointed Samuel. by Samuel. And yes. God says, this is the one. I'm, I'm going to show you something. And God says, this is the one for a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger story There's here. A There's a bigger there. type here. Mm-hmm. And and it needs to be said that God, when Saul died, he was in the hands of God and God did the right thing with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't either. I know he because rejected him from being king. That doesn't mean he rejected him from being his. No. You know, I, I don't, I can't judge Saul like I can't judge anyone else. But I do know that I that's always very, struggled you know with this story. That's a very good distinction. And we should make sure that we hit that point pretty hard. Yes, you might not do the office that you think you should be doing, but that doesn't mean God can't use you or no. that he's given up on Because I don't, I think that whosoever will and, you know, and come remember, to me. God extends grace in the New Testament through Christ Jesus, but God's grace has always been who he is. And mm-hmm. everyone who ever made it, mm-hmm. made, it, made it, made it depending on the grace mm-hmm. of God. It was never the blood of bulls and goats. Never. Right? Never. Yeah. Romans never. tells us that never was what happened. That was in yep. faith. Yep. And, Jesus turning to, and if you seek him, you find him. And I just want to say briefly before we start reading it, and I do want to read it all and get it all, that we kind of had this conversation. We didn't have it on battle ready. But I had someone tell me one time, like, they explained it to me like this. They said, your church believes that the Bible is always right. Like, your, your church believes that the Bible doesn't make any mistakes. She said, we believe just like you, but we believe the Bible was written by human beings. So God is perfect, but human beings are not. And that the Bible can change over time and things can mean different things. And you can change things that are outdated or we have new information and you can update it. And I just, the warning I wanted to say from that is I, if I were allowed to change the Bible, I would have wrecked the whole plan. I would have changed a lot of things. Because there were so many things that, and I'm not lying, I'm not trying to be pitiful when I say that, broke my heart when Mm -hmm. I read them. They're just think of the right? things that are in they here. They broke the, my heart. The, the harlot that's cut up in pieces and sent around <laughs> Israel as a witness. Mm-hmm. This the slaughter of the innocent children. I mean, there's not because of God things. wanted her to be, but no. because that's what is recorded in this word as truth. Mm-hmm. As that truth. To, and you need to see ugly. what happened. Mm-hmm. There's things that hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. and <laughs> right? And Saul so. hurts my feelings. 
but I got it today a little bit so more than I've ever got it before. So let, no, let's let's so, go ahead and read it. So do you want bit. verse 10? <clears throat> do you want chapter 10? Or do you want to go back to 9 to I verse I think if, as long as you guys see that in chapter 9, the end of chapter 9, we have the genealogy of Saul, which have, if Saul... 39, he beget Kish, Kish beget Saul, Saul beget Jonathan. It just comes, goes down through. But then we stop mm-hmm. at the sons of Saul. Mm-hmm. We stop at the sons of Saul because God and anointed David, David through Samuel. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to show that that he the records had been kept, mm-hmm. right? He he was the and they're still of the him. tribe of Benjamin, and they're still sure. part of the ones that come, but not the line of Saul, and not and like I, this. And I heard somebody say too that they have to be wrong because the genealogies or the names are different. Well, some we of the names week, they're not going to have until they're here because this now they know who, this, who they are. And we said last week this is a selective genealogy. This mm-hmm. isn't every person ever no. born from Adam to King David. This is the peop- the bloodline of the Messiah that mm-hmm. is being traced through, through the promise. And I heard and I studied this this week and I thought this is very true. I'd never looked at it this way before. It's not only the the two things that separate Chronicles from Kings and Samuel, is the intentional bloodline of the king mm-hmm. the messiah to come yeah but also the levites their purpose their what they're supposed to do why they were selected to do what they do those two things are what all of chronicles kind of is about and of utmost importance to the, the author who we think mm-hmm. is ezra mm-hmm. of first chronicles is this is how you'll know the messiah yeah this is what he's like and what he's not like. This is what, yes. This, this is, is, how this you'll is know where him. he comes from and this is how you'll know. And then other prophets right? come along behind and, and, and reinforce add to that. that. Right, yes. add to that. So yeah. chapter 10 of First Chronicles, let's just start there. Now the Philistines fought against Israel and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard after Saul and after his sons. And the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinabab and Cheshua, <laughs> My heart's broken. the sons of Saul. And the battle went <clears throat> sore against Saul, and the archers hit him, and he was wounded of the archers. Then said Saul to his armor-bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. You can also find this very same story in 1 Samuel 31, just oh, by the way. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. So Saul took a sword and fell upon it. And when the armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise on the sword and died. So Saul died, and his three sons and all his house died together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, met, and you had to bring up Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Again, my heart's broken. Because the stories we have of David and Jonathan are such heroic, Tender. and he's such a, you know who should have, who would have made a great king? Jonathan. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Jonathan. Jonathan's heart king. was right with God. Jonathan's heart was right with David. Jonathan was a leader and a warrior. He's the one that, with three guys, mm-hmm. snuck around behind the enemy uh-huh. and defeated them by himself, and then almost got killed by his own dad for doing it mm-hmm. because, because he was he a foolish honey. leader mm-hmm. in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So I, I think about Jonathan. I think, man, oh man. Mm-hmm. That he died on this battlefield, and and it. But don't forget, what Jonathan's me, son Mephibosheth sits at the king's table. That's true. So his generation, he still keeps that generation but what a of waste. going. Mm-hmm. And this waste is because Saul would not 
Just let it follow the Lord. He would not seek after the Lord. There's a part in verse 14. Not uh, we'll get there when we get there. But it, it the, uh, the, in my Bible, there's a note about what he says, which is inquired. It says he didn't inquire of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He inquired of this medium, but he didn't inquire of the Lord. And that word in the Hebrew, darash, means earnestly seeking. Like he would, Saul would say holy things. He would say righteous things. He would have righteous words. He would even ask Samuel to intercede for him. Mm-hmm. But when it came to, is Saul going to do what Saul wants to do? Or, or is Saul, Saul going to do what God, God wants said. to do? Mm-hmm. Saul continually picked his own way and said, God, come be a part of my plan. Which is exactly <clears throat> what you started this off with. It's got, it can't be that way. The Bible is not. It's not my plan. It's not my plan, right? It, that's true. And that's why when God rejects him, he says, I'm looking for a man after my own heart. Mm-hmm. A man that wants my plan. That wants to know what I he want. He will earnestly mm-hmm. seek me. So Saul never did earnestly seek the Lord. In other words, to relent to what God wants. Mm-hmm. It's always. To, to not I, be If God will fit in my puzzle. Right? If God will fit in my puzzle, I'll welcome him in. But if he doesn't. I'm I'll do it do my what way. I want to do, and then it'll be okay because right? I'll go back. Because right? I have a plan, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to see it through to the end. Mm-hmm. And and he ends up in foolish situation, situation after situation. But the thing is, Saul's not the only one that dies that day. No, his sons die. Righteous Jonathan dies. Honest Jonathan and his other sons. Not only that, the nation of Israel is scattered and in mm-hmm. chaos. Mm-hmm. Everybody's affected so by verse, Saul's sin. So here goes verse seven. And when all the men of and when all the men of Israel that were in the valley saw that they fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, then they forsook their cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. Whole nations in terror. Mm-hmm. Let me put this in perspective for you. Why do you care about what's going on in North Korea? Why do you care? Why do we care? Why is that on the news every other night? They launched another missile. They tried another missile. They did another thing. Because this is going to affect us. Because their technology is so advanced, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Their weaponry is so advanced. Ours is too. But it's so advanced that they are a real threat. Mm-hmm. Why are we so worried about Russia and Ukraine? We don't have anything in Russia or Ukraine, right, to care about, except mm-hmm. that there are, t- there are nuclear bombs. Mm-hmm. There are hydrogen bombs in Russia that could, be, could reach the U.S. in a matter of minutes, could reach Alaska, could reach the north, northwest coast in a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. Their technology has grown so fast that there's this terror. We, we have at the same time, we want to stand up for Ukraine, but we don't want to make Russia too angry, right? Mm-hmm. There's fear. Mm-hmm. Why do we care about what's going on in China? Why do we Same care? reason. Why do we care? But we ought, to, we ought to be caring a little bit because we've heard of these things going to happen. Well, it, right? it's a very, I, I mean, sometimes we read these Bible stories and we act like it's King Arthur's tales. Mm-hmm. This not is truth. not King Arthur's tale. We're coming into this age of iron weaponry mm-hmm. and technology that has never been seen before on the earth. The Philistines are from the island of Crete. They get technology and from the greatest military force on earth at that time, which is Greece. Mm-hmm. They they have they have shields nobody's which is ever Alexander seen. Alexander the Great, and right? not yet, but chariots nobody's ever seen, and swords nobody's ever seen, and they're fighting on animals nobody's ever seen. And and when they come, can you imagine being the nation of Israel there with swords and slingshots, mm-hmm. for the most and part, and arrows. <laughs> And watching them come in, and then your leader, the one you're following into battle, he's He's slain. All those under him, they're slain. What do you do? Run. Mm -hmm. There's abject terror. This is Mm -hmm. like a nuclear bomb goes off in the United States. This literally is what this is. Mm -hmm. Your country is now in a threat, and the enemy is so big and so more advanced than you are, so farther beyond what you're able to fight, you don't even know what to do. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And you don't have God That's backing what's you happening. here either. And, you, and we've known clearly from Samuel mm-hmm. that this God's not in this. Mm-hmm. He's not right? in this. So what's, what's, what you've always relied on is the fact that you went to war with the Ark of the Covenant. You went to war with mm-hmm. God on your side. And you have been victorious and you have been safe under these, these situations when you had good judges in Israel. But here we are facing an enemy. We don't even know how they made that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Not here. We don't We know. don't know what to do mm-hmm. to fight back at it. And just imagine them scattered. The defeat and the terror in the heart in that day. So you're, so you're saying that the chronicler who put this together is reminding you what you've come from, where you've mm-hmm. been, what you went through, what you didn't, what your consequences were for trying to make God fit you instead of you fitting God. I'm saying no matter how so- smart Saul thought he was. He was not. He did not have what it took to fight that army. And... He didn't ask <laughs> for help, right? He didn't ask for God's especially help. Especially because he doesn't have God's help. Mm-hmm. But, he, but it, it, like I told you, he leans constantly on his own understanding, he constantly on his own that. plan. But he doesn't have an answer to this enemy. This enemy is greater enemy. than anything he's ever faced. Remember, what it, I never get the verse right, but don't lean on your own understanding, Mm-mm. right? Because right. we don't know stuff. But he's thought this up so now sad. he can figure it and out. And this is pretty sad, too, because they strip him, they behead him, they well, take him, carry him back. And You uh, mentioned it's recorded in uh, 2 Samuel mm-hmm. chapter 1, verse 14. The same, mm-hmm. except there's an added element. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's an, is it an Amalekite mm-hmm. that's in this army, that's in the right side, it's on Israel's side. And he says, now, Saul did fall on his sword, but it didn't kill him right away. Just, oh, the agony of this mm-hmm. situation so you're def- you've already been right. shot and you're mortally wounded you fall on your own sword so you can get out of this horrible agony before they cut up your body and make a spectacle out of it and they still right? do anyway but, but the then Amalekite it doesn't says, work evidently according to the Amalekite if you are to believe his report in that chapter he could and he's been, not just saying it for getting favor right and he right? could have been right he says he didn't die right away from that and he begged me to finish him and then he runs back to David like David's going to be really glad to hear Saul's dead, right? Yeah, but who is this guy? Right? Where do we hear about Saul and the Amalekites? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? I mean, that is exactly Saul who said, he did not defeat the first time. But right? this guy's on their side. This guy's fighting with them. But is he really on your side? Evidently because he not. runs back to David to say, David, you're going to be really happy to hear this. Your enemy's dead. I killed of course, him for you. David has run 40 years from this man. A normal person would have been glad. David's not glad. David's not glad. Da- David executes David says, we don't, we don't touch the Lord's anointed. I wish we And that's another that. thing that makes me think, like, to, to not fully act like you know everything that happens with Saul, because David didn't. Mm-mm. David said he's not king anymore, but he's God's anointed. He's God's anointed. And I'm going to treat him with respect and, and dignity. how fearful we might be. How, how many things might we not say? If we were afraid to say something about someone that's God's anointed. You know what? You can say a lot of things to me and about me and that don't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Like we had this conversation last week. Mm-hmm. I said, people say things to me and I take people for what they are. And I know what I think. And I don't care what you said. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get mad about it. I love you no matter what. That, that's the truth. But if you say it about my kids, mm-hmm. right? Or your, or your if mother, you start talking father, about or... my children mm-hmm. and you put 
things on them that they're not guilty of. And you put accusations against them that I know they don't deserve. Mm -hmm. And you don't see their good motives and their good heart despite their mistake. You've got someone to argue with. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not the person who thinks my kids are perfect. I do not. No. Right? But I'm, but not, I'm not the person. That. But I'm talking about this is God's kid. Yeah. Right? So you go talking about God's kid. That's what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. When you go talking about God's kid, do you think about what kind of ground you stand on in front of him? Right. It's like, wait a minute, that's mine. Uh-huh. And how dare you? Right? How dare you now, judge? I know he rejected him from being king. I know he judged him for his mm-hmm. sin. I know he did wrong. He's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Saul is between God and Saul. And Saul, and Saul might have recognized the irony of at the last minute the Amalekite, Right. Mm-hmm. And he could have said, you know, I, I, I didn't do this right. I don't I know. I didn't do this. I Evidently, don't know what he, he had a long time to pass away, apparently. But this Because thing, this wasn't but, done quickly. But this piece, though, I don't want to go by that too fast. Because there are a lot of church folks who spend a lot of time talking about other church folks. And they should be fearful of that. Mm-hmm. They should be very fearful of what we say about someone else what's it say it says not to i can't judge another man's servant right i can't i it's not my place to say laura neal is a hypocrite she's I'm terrible she's the authority awful. Of that. I, I don't have the ability to know the intents of someone else's heart and someone that's grumpy constantly and picking at people constantly they should be a little fearful of that don't you think i mean especially in church work we should be fearful of that i agree. i see why when you know the Amalekite comes through, I can see David being angry because David's whole existence and his whole argument against Saul has always been he had the opportunity to kill him, but he wouldn't touch God's anointed. And I think God honors David for as a that. respect for God, not out of respect for Saul. No, as but a out respect of respect for God. For God. This mm-hmm. he he belongs to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? He's yeah. made he's anointed by God. He's made in the image of God. I want to have respect for. So him. look at verse thirteen of chapter ten. Well, don't skip. Did you skip eight in in that section? Because uh, I, I the only thing I wanted on. to put, well, point the, out about that is I did say that they they cut off his head and they stripped off his armor and they put him back and then they well, let me tell you why that's happening okay let me tell you why the enemy is cleaning up the field because all god's people are in hiding they ran way back here they fled right? in verse so they're not going on the field and retrieving their dead and burying them honorably and doing what you know normally would happen they're hiding in the rocks and they're out of their cities hiding because mm-hmm. of the terror of this force And the Philistines go through to steal anything off the bodies that they can possibly take a value. And they they notice, oh my gosh, there's the king. Mm -hmm. There's the king. And what a trophy that'll be. Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember that when one of the great failures Saul had was God told them when they fought the Amalekites that they needed to bring nothing back. They needed to to conquer completely and and not bring anything back. And he brought the king back for a trophy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's the trophy. I hate it that we have I to hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I think but sometimes, it, but I think it sometimes is. in our lives too. Now maybe I'm I'm taking this a tad <clears throat> too far, but I believe this. I've 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 seen this more in the last year than I have ever have. Those things that you judge somebody else for, they're gonna come back on you. And here, come and back here and comes up Samuel's he is. great he, line. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah. Come on, Saul. You, you shouldn't have done that. You should have done this. Now, 
did did nobody said at that time, Saul, when you die, you're going to have all this happen. Nobody said that. Mm-hmm. But this is the irony of chapter 9 or 10. But that's when Samuel says to him, do you not understand? Do you not understand that your great religious gestures don't do anything. Aren't helping you. Mm-mm. But just list, just trust the Lord do what and obey what you. he says. And that that is better than all the sacrifices you're making of these sheep you brought back and other trophies. Uh, don't you it's see that, though, in that. the church world today? Mm-hmm. We do these great grand things when all we we'll really need to do. We'll always do the big attention-getting thing over the, the thing that hurts us, galls us. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Or prefer someone ahead of up. yourself. Or quit worrying about it's not perfect. <laughs> I'm you know? guilty. Right. I'm in need of grace. Mm-hmm. Here yeah. I am, Lord, undeserving of your anything. You're dealing with me at all. And instead of saying that, we'll say, no, I'll give money. Mm-hmm. I, that, God will I be, went to church. If I give money, mm-hmm. God will see how good my heart is, right? Mm-hmm. He'll see that I'm the right way. I'll make sure I go to church. I'll make sure that I cook for that dinner. I'll make sure I do some big grand gesture when God wants you to trust Him and obey Him. Mm-hmm. And right? that's what He says. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So here's just the, the armies of God, innocent people, laying Fleeting. in the field dead. Mm-hmm. And nobody Being picked can come over like a bunch of buzzards, mm-hmm. and one of them includes the king. Now I go to and they, um And they rose all the night men. So don't forget, though, when they heard that they had done all this to Saul, there arose all the valiant men and yeah. took away the body of Saul and the body of his sons. That's in verse again, twelve of chapter ten. Again, and, God, and brought them back and buried them and fasted for seven days, out of respect. Me. And they are from a city, Jabesh Gilead, mm-hmm. that when Saul first became king, and he had not rejected the counsel of God yes that he fought a battle and won with God's mm-hmm. favor mm-hmm. and they remembered that and they re- remembered that. you know what when somebody passes away this is a funny thing and it really is a true thing there people are not perfect people always have things that hurt and scar and and Messed cause mm-hmm. they're sinful human beings saved by a gracious God mm-hmm. but what is cool about the fact and I've experienced this myself when someone passes away you remember the good parts. Mm-hmm. You can choose to remember the good parts. Yes. I remember. Um, I just when you ha- when they use the, it's in the Bible too, but when you're you have a child, mm-hmm. and they'll say, I would hear the old women in my church say, after you have that baby, you won't even remember the pain. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the pain. Mm-hmm. It's true, because the what I can't remember so what hurt, mm-hmm. because that just and it's the same way with mm-hmm. this 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 other. Mm-hmm. Entering into a new world that happens when somebody passes away, if you're if you're clinging on to the old and bad stuff and the things that hurt stuff, let that go and remember the good, mm-hmm. because these valiant men of Jabesh Gilead remembered the good of Saul, and they buried and they bones. valiantly rescue him. What do we From? say? The most fearsome army they just faced. They rush in they and, and retrieve him. him. From not only and they're, bury him. they're in their um, house of worship, they're in their idol god place. Mm-hmm. What a rescue mission, mm-hmm. right? So verse 13 says, So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, for also and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. So what he did was he went to a witch. And he went to someone not of the Lord. Therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. But it's the same word. Mm-hmm. Like we said, he did not earnestly seek. 
what God had mm-hmm. to say. But he did earnestly seek what that witch had to say. Mm-hmm. And, and what she was able to do or what she claimed to be able to do, and there's a lot of debate about that, like whether you think she truly called up the spirit of Samuel mm-hmm. or whether you think she called up a demon spirit that spoke like Samuel. But the Bible does say Samuel said, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this person he went to, she had the ability, She familiar spirits, that means demons, Satan, witchcraft. Mm-hmm. witchcraft. She's involved in that. He goes to her for advice because his way is not working out the way he thought he would. It. And Samuel's told him, it ain't going to work well for you. This is not going to turn out well. So he goes and diligently seeks the advice mm-hmm. of this person who's on the other side because Saul will do anything it takes for his plan to work. Mm-hmm. If God will make it work, I'm a God guy, he says. Mm-hmm. And if Satan will make it work, I'll go after that. Mm-hmm. Because the most important thing to Saul is Saul's plan. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And Saul doing it in his own flesh, in his own self, in his own might, in his own mind. So whatever works. Which it I says, really want to just nail that down. because Against the wor- Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not. Because the word of the Lord not. said, don't go into this battle. It said, don't do that. It's not going to work it well for you. It also says don't suffer a witch to live. Don't, you shouldn't even be involved in that kind of a stuff. This, this, is, this is a thing that like everybody's like, well, witches aren't real and, and these things yeah. aren't real. Aren't real. I'm going to tell you, I think they're Jesus real. cast out demons. Demons are real. Mm-hmm. Satan is real. Jesus spoke about Satan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Encountered Satan himself in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. These things are real. And it's so funny, the best trick Satan has, I think one of the best, I say, all, it seems like every week I'm giving him a new best trick. One of the best things he does is make himself seem harmless. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to anything Mm-mm. if you ask her. You know it's outlawed and mm-hmm. you're still going to go do it anyway. Saul's right? the one that outlawed it. Mm-hmm. It's outlawed, but go ahead Saul and Saul outlawed this practice in the kingdom and then Saul seeks her out. Because mm-hmm. she, she says to him, what is this, a trap? And then you remember <laughs> too, I, I don't remember exactly how it says it because I didn't read it before we got here, but when he gets his answer, and Samuel gives him the answer that is not good, he can't hardly walk. He's just overcome with terror. And I mean, he realizes now that was a dumb thing to do. Yes, I right? don't think we said, but Samuel passed away. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it wasn't a good answer. It wasn't a good but answer. But I just think of how well we play with things like that. And please be offended. No, I don't. don't be offended. <laughs> but I'm like, I hear Christians talk about looking at their horoscope. I hear Christians, I have heard Christian kids playing with tarot cards. I've heard people with a Ouija board. I've heard, and, and it's like, they're just playing around with all these occult or even ideas. And am I saying like, if you did that, oh, you know, not there's even no hope that, for you. Not even that. The people who say, oh, I knew that was going to happen because I had a vision about that. Or I, I knew that was Some people do, do have visions like, about, but I don't know. It's just, not, that, should not be where, that should not be where it, your trust goes, right? Your no, trust the word should of God be in the Word of God. God. Right. And if your vision doesn't line up with that, your vision's wrong. Mm-hmm. And it came from the wrong source. Right. But these things are real. They are real. That's and why they're not to be but that's, with. that's why like it wouldn't it would make no sense at all for mm-hmm. Moses to say, Don't mess with this. Don't stay away from this. God wants you to stay away from that. Why would he tell you to stay away from it if there wasn't something dangerous to it? More than even I'm staying away from it because I'm scared of them. No. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yes. The reason I'm staying away from it is there's a better place to go for answers. And that's what God is saying to Samuel. You could have come to, to me. To Saul. That's what I meant. Through Samuel to Saul. You should, have, you should have come Why to me. Why didn't you, you come to better. me? Why didn't you obey me? 
instead of making these false gestures. Because he knows gestures. about God. Don't forget that when he's first anointed, when he's first told he's about this, in the power he becomes God. a prophet. He, yeah. The Holy Spirit falls on him. He becomes as one of the prophets, and they say, "What's going on?" Father so again, God. for those so who have been in church, this. and you say, "Well, nothing can happen to shake my relationship." He was a prophet of he God. He was. He he was. They thought he Used had become a prophet. Of God. Right. And Saul anoint, or yeah. sorry, Samuel anoints him, and he has moments where he recognizes what God's doing. But then he starts to, as he does this more and more and more, get away from <clears> that. <throat> you know why Saul died? It tells you right there if you want to know. For his he died for which asking counsel mm-hmm. of a familiar spirit. Not keep for it says he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord. He kept not. And for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit and inquired not of the Lord. He didn't ever really trust God to do what God does. And there's absolutely no grace in that verse. None. You know why? Therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse, which he'd already planned to do. He told Samuel that. Because he didn't want any. Because he didn't. He didn't. He, the reason there's no grace in his his transgression, his death, this situation. The reason it feels so dark, and so hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. He didn't want the grace of God because the grace of God comes coupled with the will of God. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had decided the I will of move. Saul was greater than that. And guess what you don't I'm get if you stand before God on your own. <laughs> you get what you Some deserve. people will say, I've heard people say, and like I shudder. I've actually heard people, when I stand before God, I will be able to say I've, I've been a good neighbor. I've been a good person. I've been a good husband. I've done more good than I've done bad. That's what they're counting on. And I've heard other people say this just as often and maybe more. I can't possibly be saved because I've done way too much for God to forgive me. I know that my bad is too bad for God just to forget about and let me into heaven. He's never going to do that. I've heard both of those things. Mm -hmm. I shudder at both because what you're saying, like Saul, is I'm going to stand in judgment on what I decided to do. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. David who's the next king, who's the king already anointed when this happens. Mm-hmm. God's already picked him as king. He's just not on the throne just yet. Not on the throne yet. Right? David's, he, Jesus, God says, I picked him because he's a man after my own heart. Mm-hmm. In other words, he wants what I want. Mm-hmm. And he right? inquires. He wants Should I, I do want. this, God? Should I go? I'm, and then he also says, I'm sorry. There are more failures in, da- yep. in David's record. Then there are fail, failures in Saul's record. So if it, is an, if it is a contest of more good than bad, David goes to hell. Mm-hmm. Because he's more violations. Mm-hmm. He's and yet when God comes things. and says through a prophet to David, you're guilty. You are the man. You, you, there's going to be a consequence to this. David says, he even gives him a choice one time. Here's these three punishments. Which one would you choose? He said, I'm not going to choose. You David said, Lord, I'm in your hands. Mm-hmm. What, what you want to do is what I want. Mm-hmm. And, I want and I acknowledge my guilt. I, I know I'm guilty. What you want to do is what I want. That's a heart after God. That's mm-hmm. a heart that stands there saying, grace, please. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. I want abundance right? of grace. Grace, please. Now, he doesn't have the kind of New Testament grace that we have when Jesus came. He's looking forward to that day. Mm -hmm. They are saved through looking forward to that. I'm not trying to say that they weren't under the system of the law. I'm trying to say any man that leaves this world standing on his own account, his own goodness, his own good decision making, you don't have a chance because guess what? The enemy's too great for you. The Philistines, you can't conquer in your own power, mm -hmm. right? You've got to have that second king, mm -hmm. right? You've got to have that second mind, mm -hmm. that, that lined up with God mind, that new birth. That's what this mm -hmm. is an allegory of. It came to me today for the first time. It was like God had to show us Saul because Saul shows us Adam. Mm -hmm. It shows and us the sin all and how bad it was. It shows and what us what it did. All the self improvement strategies. All the greatness of man, mm -hmm. all the wisdom, all the talent, uh, head and shoulders above every man in Israel. A warrior, right? Looks like a good a king, king to me. He's a wonderful king. He, he take, he's a risk taker. He's a valiant in many ways. And he, but Saul can't stand. Saul gets killed on the battlefield. And guess what? Everybody following Saul died too. Mm-hmm. Right. So keep rolling that over. And right. as, we, as we've already went through Revelation and we went through the New Testament, we've already got way over there. That's the way things end up. But right? the Messiah is like that second king. Mm -hmm. Right? Who the Messiah forward. is, Jesus said over and over again, everything I do comes from the Father. I don't, there's nothing I do that's hid from Him. Mm -hmm. Everything I said is because He told me mm -hmm. and I tell you. Mm -hmm. Right? I and the Father are one. Jesus and says I over and over and over. And the truth. He's the, the true man after God's own heart. He has God's heart. Mm -hmm. He's that second king. I have to be following king number two. Because mm -hmm. king number one, Adam in the gar garden and Saul at the beginning of the kingdom age, right? There, I, no matter how great. Think about how heady and high-minded you could become by just think of Adam. I get to name everything. All this stuff is mine. You could lose yourself in that. Right? And he's, Saul the same way. I was just a this and now I'm king and I, everybody loves the king and everybody wants to do things for the king. I can see where you can lose yourself in the praise of other people. At the heart of it, the decision to rebel against God in the Garden of Eden is a decision to say, I think I've figured out that my way's better. Mm -hmm. You could be like God. and You could be God instead when of When she him. saw that it was good, good to be. eat. Good to the eyes. Less to the eyes. Less and required to make one wise. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm not taking God's word for it. I'm taking my word for it. Mm -hmm. I've made a decision about this. And, I, and if God can fit into my plan, mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to go with Because he's plan. surely not going to mind. His plan he? is for me not to experience this. I want to go ahead and experience this because my plan's better. Mm -hmm. Right? And we're still doing it. We're doing it like every we, day. It's not Adam's. It is Adam's problem. But it's not Adam's problem. It's our problem. Our problem is God fits into our life where we want him. Mm -hmm. And then there's places in our life we don't want what God has to say about that because we want what we want. And I'm going to work this out and hope God blesses it. And I'm going to I'm going to go away from the Lord for a little while to get God what forbid. I want. Mm -hmm. Carl Ward is a pastor I really admire. Mm -hmm. He's pastor's White Oak Church just down the road. I heard him say one time, anything you go outside of the Lord to get, you're going to have to leave out there when you come back. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's breaks true. my heart. It breaks my heart. But the truth is, you, there, you, there's something that has to die 
in a believer. I mean, we talk about the new birth, mm-hmm. and that's that is what I have. I have the new birth. I'm in Jesus Christ. His righteousness is the only righteousness I have. Because when you get there, right, you don't go and say, "Oh, but I've been good and I did more good than bad." You say, "I know." I'm not worthy, but Christ died for me. I'm one of his. But Paul said, I die daily. In other words, I have to do that every single day. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say you say that once when you went to the no. altar and got saved. No. But every I'm single day. I'm standing in judgment. Well, but every single day, something about you needs to die your way. Right? What you what you have come up with that you think is, is this is how my life's going to go. I'm not taking any correction from anybody. Right? Mm-hmm is a lot different from what God has planned for your life. Lean not to your own understanding. That's what we said earlier, too. Right? And I don't think we realize that something dies. No, I agree. <laughs> I don't think we realize I know, that's that a good point. Dies. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting Saul dies. Saul dies. Saul dies. We all eventually die. And but... David's on the throne. Because Saul, the reason Saul dies, I, there's no way to overcome what you have to overcome in your own self no right that's true that's true in that total submission that mindset that's not even the right word i'm looking for and why don't we do that let's talk about that for a minute i think a christian i'm talking about born again believers i'm talking to you i'm not talking to the the world i'm talking to people studying us studying with us the bible right now that go to church and they ask god to be their savior and they're struggling 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 with this life i'm talking about an issue that i struggle with and you struggle with we're all in this together but why is it i say i'd rather have my own way than i would rather have god's way it's because we do not trust him we think that if i do what god wants i'm going to suffer and life is not going to work out well for me and i'm going to have to give up the things that i want and the things that i've deemed necessary for me to have a good life i'm going to have to put those to the side to have what God wants me to have. And maybe he just, he's not interested in blessing me. And maybe, maybe he's not interested in me having a good life. And maybe trust he doesn't care. When we, when he loves you more than you have ever loved yourself, more than you've ever loved anybody, he, he proved it by his actions, not just his words. Mm-hmm. You can trust the Lord. That doesn't mean you won't have hard things in your life. You're going to have hard things in your life anyway. Mm-hmm. You can Always. trust yes. the Lord, right? I heard a minister say once, we don't trust him because we don't know him. We, we, we know him this much. But I don't think you get to know him until you trust him. It's, like, it's almost like... It, what we, things bring you closer to our, God? The things that are hard. In our daily Bible right? reading this week with my kids, we talked about the disciples in the boat, and Jesus sends them on ahead. He comes walking on top of the water. It's nighttime, it's stormy, the sea's moving around, and here comes this person. First, they think it's a ghost. They can't believe what they're seeing, and they're terrified. And then when they see that it's Jesus, Peter says, if that's you, can I walk on the water? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I mean, just... Just Peter. That's him, right? That's, what, that's, that's his heart. Can I walk on there too? Jesus said, come, come on. on. Right? Till you get your feet wet, you don't learn that he can take care of you in the middle of those waves in that dark sea in that night. You can walk on the water with him. His power he shares with you. His love he shares with you. His care he shares with you. But he had to step out to see that. And mm-hmm. then when he starts to sink and he cries out for help, there he's he right there mm-hmm. to help him out. But I think that's how we learn him. I agree. Is, is taking that leap, taking that step. But sometimes we fight against the things that would teach us. Because we're going to lose the boat. What mm-hmm. if I can't get back to the boat? 
Or, yeah. What if I can't get back to what I think is safe? So do you think fear is a, is a um, contributor to not trusting God? The fear that somehow because I can't see him, it's just not going to work out. He's not going to do that for me. I know that he I need that a boat for, to cross the sea. He does that for everybody else, but he's not going to do that for me. I know that I need a boat to trust the sea. But Jesus said, I don't. Mm-hmm. Can I let go of the boat? Mm-hmm. Can I let go of what I think will work? Can I let go and of follow anything him right that here? I have that keeps me from trusting God? Can I let go? What if I do this thing God is asking me to do and people take advantage of me? Mm-hmm. Or make fun of me? Or think I'm stupid for doing that? What if it doesn't work out and I look stupid? Mm-hmm. And that happens sometimes, right? I think we can trust God. I think we can I trust God. I think we God. can trust God with all of it. And I think that he's proven that we can trust him. He's shown that anybody that can defeat the cross and the grave can take care that of my problems. That was such a good point. That was such a good point you made on one of our Sunday school classes in Battle Ready. Uh, was that, what did he leave undone? What did he not do to prove to you that he is who he says he is? Mm-hmm. And he, he went all the way. He didn't, there was nothing left undone. He did everything. The mm-hmm. hard stuff, the easy stuff, the fun stuff, the bad stuff. He did it all. How can we look at that? and not trust but we still do i think sometimes because we're two thousand years past and we're you know we live in a society that says oh no you can't trust god 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 there really isn't a god you know it takes some intestinal fortitude but the truth is and a conversion of your heart if we're rightly thinking and seeing this thing the way it actually is mm-hmm. it's more terrifying to trust in your own goodness it absolutely would be than it is to trust in a perfect savior he proved he can do it I've proved a billion times to myself that that I I can't. can't. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I'll still trust me rather than him. I'll still still look at, am I doing good enough? Am I praying good enough? Am I doing Did I go to church often enough? And what he said is, trust me. I I need to put myself completely and totally in his hands. Believe what he said about it. Be led by him. And stand in grace before God have our eyes open that we can see the and not in my things. works yeah right because so our works aren't so Saul do. has to happen because I told There's you I've the grieved contrast. over Saul but Saul has to die and guess what Saul has to die in me mm-hmm. I've got to kill the Saul in me mm-hmm. the, the, so here's what Saul's known for he's known for almost telling the truth but he puts a spin on it that makes him look good Mm-hmm. That's what he did with the Amalekites, right? Mm-hmm. He's known for almost obedience. Mm-hmm. That's like it did. looks like obedience. It, there's sacrifices everywhere. It looks like I really love God, but I, I did what I wanted. But I didn't do what he said. He's known for wanting God to be on his side, but not diligently seeking God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's known for making a pact with the devil when he can't get what he wants from the Lord. When seemingly to his mind, God has let him down, right? Not he's let God down and he needs to ask for grace and forgiveness. But when God's let him down, Mm -hmm. well, I'll go wherever I can to get ahead. I'll Mm -hmm. make whatever deals I have to do to get ahead. You know what? Guilty. That's that's the kind of stuff we we are guilty. Mm -hmm. We gotta kill that, Mm -hmm. right? Because the Messiah's coming through David's line. And that's what he wants. And the Messiah comes from a man whose heart wants what God's heart wants. That's what he says. And I think some of the, uh, and I'm, um, I might be, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right though. I think some of the prophets later on even talk about the Messiah being like David, 
mm-hmm. having some of David's attributes. Yeah. Having, having, and I, I'll have to look that that's up again why. and see and find it. But that's why, because that's what I think this is, is that complete contrast between the two. And you, yeah. as the world, picked this. You thought he'd be great, but God sees more than just what you look like, not just what you do. He, see, he knows why you do what you do. David is a man after his own heart. Adam and Eve have two sons that are pointed out in the story. They have many sons and daughters, but they have a Cain and they have an Abel. They have a Cain who does it of his own and and Abel Abel who offers the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And trust God, honor the sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. You have Jacob and Esau. Mm -hmm. Esau is all about right here. Mm -hmm. And Jacob, as scoundrelly as he is Mm -hmm. and as messed up as he is, Wants, wants the things of God, mm-hmm. seeks after God, and asks God for what he wants, and wrestles with God until Which he gets an point. answer. It's a good point. We right? are not going to be perfect as we do this. But how many twins, and it's not twins, you know what I'm saying. How many brothers, how many two men, how many, we see this all through the Old Testament, God saying, listen to me, one's got to die, mm-hmm. and one is going to have the promise of God, mm-hmm. and only one will work. Mm-hmm. And you've got to. And see it's God. not. Here's another thing. It's not. It's not God's grace and a little bit of your goodness. Mm-hmm. So I, God's grace gets me so far, and then my goodness gets me the rest of the way into heaven. Yeah. It is the blood of Christ or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And everything good that I do is because He's doing it through me, through the power of the Holy Spirit, because He changes me, mm-hmm. and because I believe what He said about that. So that's what I'm going to do. But I've got no goodness on my own. No. And no chance to add mine to the pile. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, and we spend so much time seeking the approval of others when who we really need to seek the approval of is God, mm-hmm. right? We need to, what, Jesus, what do you want me to do? What, do you, what am I? And you'll lead? never have the approval of God outside of the blood of Christ. Right. He, this is my beloved son, God said, in whom I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. If you want him to say about you, this is my beloved daughter and whom I am well pleased, you're going to have to be standing inside Christ. With the Son, uh-huh. in the Son. That's where you get that. Mm-hmm. Not, not you and Jesus. Because this is because <laughs> your think, goodness in Jesus. So you in Christ. Say, I've heard people say that they don't understand why the Bible tells the bad stuff. Yeah. This is why. Because we're hard Because we don't have very much good stuff. And we don't have any good stuff. We can't yeah. do that on our own. So it shows Think us. Think about Tom Smith is my uncle who passed away this week. And just a, a meeker and a quieter and a sweeter person you've never met in your life. Yeah. Passed away. You want to talk about a good man. Everybody would say, that is a good mm-hmm. man. A faithful man. A man who loved the Lord. A man who loved his family. A man who served everyone he knew. A friend to everybody. I told his... Uh, Sister-in-law, I was riding to church with her on Wednesday, and I said, because her husband, his brother, was much the same way. Everybody was his friend. Mm -hmm. Everybody was somebody he loved and he cared about and he he wanted to know about. At the same time, nothing good that he did got him into heaven. I have no doubt whatsoever that he is in heaven and he is in comfort Mm -hmm. and he is in joy. And he made it the same way you will through the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. He trusted Christ. And Christ took him all the way Thoughts there. Any good that is all. in him mm-hmm. came from Christ through him. Yep, I agree with that. And, and was what made goodness, but it's not what earned him a place. Mm-hmm. What earned him a place was his, his faith in Christ. Faith in Christ and the that blood relationship that, that he had. That right? he I know this isn't, this isn't um, scholarly, high-minded thing. This is just the truth of the gospel, but that's what this story is. Mm-hmm. Completely, right? Completely that. And it has to show, and I guess you're right, just to repeat what you said, we have to see Saul 
to see David, mm-hmm. to see the differences. There's a difference. And we're getting ready to see a lot of conversations about David and his son Solomon. And we're going to see a lot of those, in, not in Chronicles, you're not going to see so much of his flaws because they're, that's, I think that's the picture of the Messiah they're trying to make is to give you what you said earlier, things to look for, how to know the Messiah when he comes. He's going to be like David. And that was his covenant with David. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build you a house. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, and, wait till you see what I'm doing. And I'm going to do this. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that last verse, it says that, inquired not of the Lord, therefore he slew him. You know, I thought he died at the hands of the Philistines. Mm-hmm. I thought he died in battle at his own hand. Maybe the Amalekite soldier did it. No, he died when God said he was going to die. Mm-hmm. God slew him. And turned the His death to came David. when God, God determined. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't back up from that. He said, mm-hmm. you know, this is what he did. And this is what was the result. Sin brings forth death. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what it says. It's just, it won't ever not be that. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the result of sin. Uh, let's see. Samuel said unto Saul, this is back in First Samuel, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king. This is back with the Amalekites, and where he says, um, stubbornness is an iniquity and idolatry. Mm-hmm. Right? And he says, And Samuel said unto him, The Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Mm-hmm. There's a better neighbor. Mm-hmm. There's a better way than your own it. way. Than your own way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as we clo- as we get to the end, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm par- I'm sorry about that. And our time, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about the two. We we're getting ready to talk some more about David as we go into next week's lesson. We we should be. And you said earlier, and I want to re say that just in case anybody didn't hear it. We probably won't be going through Chronicles in the same way that we have the other books because we might lump some chapters together and bring in other things together. But I like it that you have said that the Philistines are Greek, kind of Greek background. Crete and And borrowing from the Greeks and Mm -hmm. there's a connection there. They're seagoing. What what do we know about the Philistines? They are hard drinkers. They are hard warriors. They are valiant. They are technologically advanced. They are very irreverent. Mm-hmm. They're terrifying. Mm-hmm. They're very. That's the thing that's the yeah. most important. Is they're very. And scary. remember, when we get here into David for just a little bit, that there's another encounter with a Philistine. Mm-hmm. There's another giant. There's another enemy you can't beat on mm-hmm. your own. And he's very and, tall. And what's the first thing David acknowledges? I can't do this on my. Own. This is through God that mm-hmm. I come to you in the power of the Lord. Right? I come to you I in the come. power of God mm-hmm. because I can't fight this battle. Mm-mm. I can't. We ought to have heard that word, right? That Philist, uncircumcised Philistine. That should yeah. have rang a bell with us because David's already had that fight. Well, right? yeah, and he that's and he acknowledges mm-hmm. this is a bigger fight than I can manage. Mm-hmm. Right. The truth of the matter is, but all I'll stand here in the power of God, and then right? you're undefeatable. That's the difference in the second king. Mm-hmm. So, for th- folks that have been in church a long time or have been a Christian for a while, we can get muddied up, mm-hmm. I think. We can get ourselves out of whack. We can get ourselves where we think we've earned the right to relax or rest or do nothing or, 
you know, I know uh, Jamie and Matt, Matt and Jamie have been talking about praising the Lord and doing these things together. We don't have a place to quit, right? We still have to continue to trust the Lord and be soft-hearted toward Him and admit our failures and ask for guidance and pray for forgiveness. We still need to keep that humble heart. Sometimes I like to say it this way. Sometimes God has to protect us from ourselves because we get in our own way. We start thinking bigger than we ought to think. We start thinking things that are not pleasing to God, and we need to be cleaning those things out. Like you said, the soul in us has to be killed to every die. day. We have to kill it every day. <laughs> we, got, we can't let that weed grow because weeds are, overtake everything if you let them. So we have, to, we have to do that. But if you're talking to somebody that's never been in church, and all of this sounds Greek, um, it really sounds, and I don't say Greek, I probably should have said that since I just said Greek, but all this stuff sounds way too fantastic. You know, I was just, I, was, I wasn't thinking about unsaved, although I have to sit here and think about that now. I was thinking about newly saved for this reason. I was thinking, like as a young Christian, sometimes I would have older Christians come up to me and say something, and they'd tell me something that the Bible says about something I was doing or something I was thinking or getting ready to do. And they'd say, now, do you know the Bible says this? And it would honestly hurt my feelings. It would break my heart. And I was thinking, you know, I have a choice there as a young Christian, this choice that Saul had. Whether I go figure out and I pray and I read that and I ask God what he says and agree with him when I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Or... And this is what happens 90% of the time with young, saved people. You get angry at the delivery. Mm -hmm. You get angry at who told you. When they say, God says you're not allowed to do that. God says that's not a good idea. You're living in a lifestyle. You're doing something that God said he doesn't approve of that. Right? And Mm -hmm. you're a young believer. You get mad. How dare they judge me? Mm-hmm. How dare they tell me what to do? They don't. They're no better than me. They did this and this and this. Somebody told me that when they were young, they were doing this, and here they are telling me what I ought to be doing, and what businesses of theirs. They don't even know me. Mm-hmm. All of that is a Saul response. All of that is a Saul response. Mm-hmm. It, the response should be that hurt my feelings, <laughs> but if God said it, then I and He's to. God. I want a heart after his. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna acknowledge. Okay, I messed that one up. Let me line myself up with you because I want to think like you think about it. I want to love what God loves. I want to hate what God hates. I want to be as close to him as I can get. So yeah, that stung. Mm-hmm. But thank you. Mm-hmm. We don't take, we don't hmm. take that kind of thing. Thank very you well. for that. Even older Christians don't do that. Nobody does. Because we don't want anybody else to think bad of us or think we're doing something wrong. And we think we are the standard of what we should be doing. And, the, and I, can, I make my own decisions for myself. But someone who cares enough to tell you what the Bible says is the best friend you've got. Mm-hmm. I agree. They're the best friend you've got because they care about whether or not you get closer to the Lord. They care about whether or not you make it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and we ought to just, okay, yes, that hurt. Now let me go see what the Lord said about that. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. With Not that. figure a way around it. Yeah. Or or why they're... I think, and, and maybe that's the application to the unsaved. When somebody tells you you're lost, that can be a shocking piece of news. I'm just as good as you are. Mm-hmm. I do I do these things that are good in the world. I give to this charity. I take care of my neighbor. I take care of my sick family members. I'm just as good as you are. Right? And somebody tells you, but you need to go to church and get saved. Well, ouch. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You think you've got something I don't have. Guess what? They have something they you don't do. have. They have something. They ha- you need the Lord because if you stand before the Lord in your righteousness, you're doomed. You need the righteousness of Christ. We all do. There's they're not, not saying not you're a... not as good as them. They're saying you're not as good as Christ. Right? And that we got to have that to get there. And, and that's, I guess, let's think about that like David did. When you receive that news, don't get angry. Seek. Mm-hmm. and repent and Figure yield out. to God mm-hmm. find God if you seek him you'll find him mm-hmm. all right so we finished first chronicles chapter 10 mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure exactly where we'll jump to but we'll be in chronicles probably, probably go through the 11 and 12 yeah. we might do a two or three of them at a time but thank you for joining us please keep our church and our family in prayers we do have a funeral on Monday we've got some sick folks in the hospital we've got a lot of people to pray for Uh, Pray for our pastor, pray for our leaders, pray for the folks that are coming out to Sunday, every Sunday, um, that we can draw closer to the Lord, that we can get rid of some of these things that hinder our witness and hinder our spirituality and hinder us from the blessings of God. Mm -hmm. Keep Keep us in your prayers, keep your Bibles open. We'll see you next week, Lord willing.